0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Bill Kristol, who, by the way, before we talk about Hobby Lobby, congrats on your shout-out from the Wall Street Journal today on your stance on immigration.
1: Right, you told me that they're very skeptical of people like me who (laughs) think this might not be the best year to compromise with Chuck Schumer and President Obama and pass a horrible immigration bill that that the Senate passed to try to work... Because you know, President Obama, Chuck Schumer, Harry Reid, those are easy guys to work with. So I I love the – with all due respect to the journal, I love their confidence that if only the House Republicans passed something, they'd really got a conference in a strong bargaining position. Are they kidding? I mean, they should just endorse the Senate bill, and if they think that's right, that's that's fine. But I've got to say, evidence, reality has kind of kicked in over the last six months on immigration, and – I do not believe that the American public want a huge expansion of immigration, especially not illegal. Well, A, that they don't want a huge expansion of immigration, period. That Gallup poll, which was quite interesting last week, showed that. People generally think we probably could do with a little slower rate of immigration in general. Uh, And then B, the notion that People like the journal, again, with all due respect to them, chortled at, kind of mocked about, oh, you have this stupid conservative populist argument that you give amnesty, you become a magnet for tens of thousands more illegal immigrants. Guess what? It's true. The Senate passed its bill. The president talked about it all the time and um, talked, about, you know, talked about how we need to do something. The word went forth, and and unfortunately for them, this is a terrible humanitarian problem, tens of thousands of young people have now been Dropped off into the country by there, sent off to the country by their
0: Bill, time. Bill, Bill. If you can't trust Barack Obama to enforce every single <clears> line <throat> of a difficult-to-enforce law, who can you trust? I mean, look at the way right. he's handled Obamacare. Even the parts that were unpopular. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll leave that for another day because I do want to ask you. Here we are, midweek after the ruling in the Hobby Lobby case. Where are we politically? And there are two schools of thought. One school says, "Hey, you've really pumped up the kind of the, the traditionalist base and the constitutional you know, Tea Partiers because you know the rule of law was upheld and it's a blow for Obamacare. The other uh, side says, no, 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 this is going to send terrified women rushing to the polls in 2014 to stop the war on women before uh, Justice Scalia shows up, breaks into their home, and steals their IUDs.
1: I mean, the hysteria of the left is, is so beyond anything that's related to reality. One doesn't even know at this point whether they are genuinely just hysterical or they're just cynically playing politics, and they just think they can delude everyone, that somehow, I mean, this is a decision which allows Hobby Lobby, um, you know, allows employers of that kind, that's not most employers in America, obviously, that are closely held companies, uh, held by people, owned by people who have strong religious, sincere religious beliefs, to uh, limit the kinds of, uh, to exclude certain contraception, contraceptive devices that come very close to being, uh, abortifacients you know, from these programs. That's that's the end of liberty in America. It's not, it's not, this, it's not even the end of birth control for hobby lobby, for for insurance plans held by hobby lobby employees. That's how little. Even if a word, they can of course go and buy birth birth control for nine bucks or whatever at Walmart. But I, it's it's so out of proportion the the reaction. It makes you wonder. It's become a theological issue for them. If every American, I mean, I'm surprised their position isn't that not just that American women should have free access. No matter where they work, no matter the religious beliefs of the, themselves or their employers, to birth control, but they should be forced to go uh, have birth control uh, devices and pills in their, in their house. Otherwise, they're somehow not living the American dream. You know, it's really, uh, the left's insane. I, I, if, if conservatives can't win this debate, they can't win a debate about religious freedom, about a straightforward interpretation of a piece of legislation that was passed by huge bipartisan majorities under Bill Clinton... Uh, then I think conservatives should just hang it up. What's distressing is some Republicans are, are intimidated because Obama did the war on women thing a little bit, some success in 2012. They think they can, they're now intimidated by Obama trying to play that card again. I, I just can't believe it's going to work this time.
0: So you dispute the president of the National Organization of Women who compared this to apartheid, Jim Crow, and slavery.
1: I mean, you can't make it up, right? I mean, I'm, you know, here we are in America, and people are saying these things, and they actually talk to any woman who actually works for Hobby Lobby? I mean, they can't even... You know what I mean? Aren't they the ones who are most affected by this? I, I haven't noticed that they're residing in droves to take jobs to the National Organization for Women.
0: But, you know, if we have recalibrated the expectation to either you support other people giving me stuff, or you're against the stuff itself... That's a conversation over time that conservatives and small government advocates can never win. And I'm with you, Bill. I'm disturbed the number of people who are stepping away from that fight, not to be angry or to yell at women, whatever, but to make the case, look, this really is about a limit somewhere. And if you have a generation of people, particularly young women growing up, saying, no, 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 if you don't give it to me, that means I'm not allowed to have it, then that's a worldview that's going to be very difficult to, to uh, combat in the future.
1: Right, and this is where conservatives there's no point giving in on this one and then fighting somewhere else. You're never going to have a clearer case of religious freedom, but not many clearer cases. You're never going to have a clearer case where the infringement on people's right to this to contraception is minute for a small number it's a very small infringement for a very small number of people they still have access to it of course everyone has access to it and they still have access to having insurance pay for most forms of contraception so we're really talking about almost nothing And if conservatives can't fight the fight here then you sort of do think they should just throw in the towel and say we're living in an anti-state and the government will just decide what every private employer every private citizen for that matter every private association has to do and and religious freedom is kind of out the door I'm not willing to do that and I don't think most people won't do that I, I think it's a huge moment actually of opportunity and not just this decision, but the less general hysteria, whether it's immigration where if you don't think it's a great thing for ninety thousand unaccompanied minors to be you know coming across the border of the United States, you're heartless and cruel, or if you don't think religious freedom should be upheld you you hate women. Uh, where if you don't think that uh, it, it's maybe worth worrying about al-Qaeda setting up a state and huge part of Iraq and Syria and Iran expanding simply simple sort over of the rest of Iraq and 160,000 people being killed in Syria and so forth, then you're just some kind of lunatic warmonger who thinks the U.S. might have some role to play there. I mean, I do think reality is hitting in ways that if conservatives just acknowledge it and explain it, Uh, they will do very well. We will do very well over the next couple of years.
0: Uh, But it's interesting to me as well that you have this hysteria part, but you also have the general attitude. You know, I I, I am one of the people in talk radio who was very critical of Rush Limbaugh's decision to personalize this debate when Sandra Fluke first appeared. There was no reason to do name-calling and all that stuff. Well, now we have people who are angry about the Hobby Lobby ruling who are using really vicious vitriolic language about people of faith, very demeaning and very insulting about people of faith. and I wonder, obviously uh, Republicans have tended to do better with churchgoers already, but I'm just wondering how, if, is there any, have, have, has the left simply written off people of faith in a country where more than 85% of, of, the, of Americans say they believe in God?
1: Well, you know, I suppose what liberal uh, polemicists and commentators and the presidents of uh, NOW say is different from what actual Democratic representatives and senators who are uh, from states that have an awful lot of churchgoers are saying. So maybe it's good. I I don't know exactly how direct the political effect is going to be, but I, I do think. Uh,
0: well, let me you know, ask you, do you see the animosity towards religion and towards people of faith that I've seen in the comments about the Hobby Lobby? In other words, you shouldn't yes. even be talking about this. How dare you even have an opinion on this, you idiot religionists? Go back to your cave and shut up.
1: The five justices of uh, the majority are Catholic, and that says everything you need to know. Can you imagine if someone said that about uh, you know, Jewish justices or, or others? And these are serious people with extremely well-worked-out Constitutional, uh, you know, uh, views on constitutional interpretation, making a very commonsensical in this case interpretation of a law. Um, it really is kind of unbelievable that they're willing to, to take that on and try to beat them out of the public square and the public debate. And I think you see this on a bunch of issues. Uh, the, the intolerance of the left. I mean, this is a serious problem. I think it's when it's hysterical to the degree it has been. One can laugh at it. And one should laugh at it and poke fun at it and ridicule it. But the fact is, in the institutions, the left dominates. Which includes unfortunately, an awful lot of education, especially higher education, but really education across the board, a lot of the media, uh, a lot of other uh, parts of uh, lots of parts of government the 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 intoler the degree to which they don 't think they have to debate anything anymore they don 't want to debate anything anymore they just want those of us who don 't agree with them to shut up, and they don 't and that 's what they say you know that really is that is striking. I mean Charles Murray had a piece in the journal it a couple of days ago saying, what happens to the sort of good old-fashioned liberals compared to these uh, sort of authoritarian progressives? But you don't hear much from the good old-fashioned liberals. Has, has any liberal, I mean, you've been following this maybe more closely than I have, has any liberal spoken up and said, wait a second, my, I, I was, would have been on the other side of this decision, but we can't impugn Justice Alito's motives here and attack him because he's a Catholic. I, I haven't seen much of that.
0: I think they're all in church praying for the future of their party, but that's just my guess. <laughs> Bill Crystal, thanks for go. joining us here on the Weekly Standard Podcast. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.